Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. We're live. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up Podcast. Back-to-back gut reactions. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest. You know, you love. He's the deputy editor of MileHighHuddle.com. Zach Kelberman. Zach, we got a lot of questions yesterday uh, after the Washington football team uh, was sent home as losers. Hey, could the Broncos be sellers? And by the way, Vaughn was saying all week he could have gone back in the game in Cleveland, but he didn't. He, they, he trusted the medical staff. Then he gets 10 days to heal up from a game he says he could have gone back into, and he doesn't play. A lot of people were reading between the lines, and even Luke Patterson in his takeaways after the game last night, credit to Luke, said, hey, rumblings, optics, Vaughn could be traded, and we wake up this morning. Well, not wake up this morning, but mid-morning. What do you know? The Broncos traded Vaughn Miller to the LA Rams what was your gut reaction honestly it's it's weird to see the headline I think it was Schefter who broke it you know blockbuster trade Broncos trade Von Miller and the finality of him no longer playing in a Broncos uniform is definitely surreal but I really like this deal for both sides Chad I think it's a win-win all around the Broncos get two high round draft picks and Von Miller gets to go play for a title contender alongside Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey I mean that's a a perfect solution uh, for what he's looking for at this stage of his career. Obviously, he's a franchise legend. Obviously, he's a future Hall of Famer, future Ring of uh, Fame inductee. I didn't think George Payton would have the stones to be the GM that would trade him away, something that Elway didn't even do. But I think he got an offer he couldn't refuse. And I read a Albert Breer piece, I believe it was, and he said, Breer reported, discussions kind of heated up when the Broncos traded for Kenny Young. From the Rams, and they kind of said less need to uh, George Payton. He said, "What about Von Miller?" And sure enough, they got on the phone today and hammered out a deal and uh, sent him packing. It, it's tough. It, it's disheartening for the fan base not seeing 58 there anymore. He's such a franchise pillar, a community maven. But the fact when you look at the NFL as a business and a multi-billion-dollar business at that, it was a business decision, and George Payton made a good business decision. And a lot of Broncos fans will be happy this trade was made if they, which I think they will, package these two picks, a second and a third, to move up for a quarterback in the draft or maybe even acquire a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson in the offseason. I like it. I'm not going to lie. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and 
the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. I think like a lot of Broncos fans uh, right now, I'm a little bit torn. On the one hand, the emotion. uh, I mean, I got the phone call, in fact, today. uh, Shout out to Nick Kendall. Calls me as soon as the – I mean, this dude, if it's on Twitter, Nick knows about it. ASAP. Anyway, he calls me this morning. He's like, dude, Von Miller traded. I'm like, oh, no, really? He goes, yeah, I got to go. I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. So I jump on to see what's up, and I found myself. This is no lie, all right? I'm, I'm going to make myself look kind of uh, lame here, but as I was writing up the story, all right, I felt myself shaking a little bit. I had a little bit – what that means is I had a little bit of adrenaline coursing through my my brain because I'm sitting here going – I'm as I'm writing up the quick news story, I'm going, what are the implications here? And then realizing and reckoning with the fact that, you know, arguably you take Peyton Manning out of the equation, the – pillar of this team the franchise face the most important player in modern bronco history in this century anyway just got traded away he's done he's not a bronco in uniform he'll always belong to broncos country obviously and so i was torn zach i was like man that's a bummer i was kind of the fan deep down was bereft i was like man but then as you start rationally weighing the pros and cons and and really uh, surveying the lay of the land. I mean, it was a win-win. And it's unfortunate, and it's not unfortunate. It sucks that Broncos fans have to go through this. And here's my message to you on this, okay? Because yesterday, Zach, we were talking about how, despite it being a win, it felt like a loss. And it's almost like Broncos country could sense something like this coming down the pike or were prepared for something like this, knowing that the trade deadline was coming in just two days, which is tomorrow, by the way. So the you know, the fireworks might not be over, but my message to you is keep your chin up. Cause as Zach said, I think this is step. It might not be step one. It might be a couple of steps in to George Payton's long game in solving this team's quarterback woes for a while. You're just not going to know what that solution Zach is until spring of 2022. Exactly. But looking back on it, I think in hindsight, we'll all appreciate the move for what it was. And I saw someone uh, take umbrage with calling Von Miller a community maven. I mean, pick your pick your word, pick your adjective, to describe him. He was a, a legendary member of the community. He was beloved in Denver. But think about it. Bare bones, 32-year-old guy, unsigned beyond this this season unsigned in 2022 and he's coming off an injury and you got a second round pick back and a third round pick back. I didn't think the Broncos would get either, let alone both. And as Breer put it, I don't want to take credit. I think it's a great observation. They traded Vaughn for a second and bought the third round pick by, by be willing 
to eat $9 million of his $9.7 million base salary for this year. And that's good business. They were going to pay him anyway for the remaining games on the schedule. Why not get something back in return? If you would have let him walk on the open market, the best you would have got back is a third-round comp pick. So the Broncos got a second and a third. No matter how you dice it, I think George Payton, he has loyalty to no one but the Broncos as it should be. No one player, no one position. He's going to do what's best for the future of the franchise. And one important note that I think is um, tucked away in this trade, if he has the cashews to get rid of Von Miller, he will not think twice about pink-slipping the entire coaching staff. I think this showed it's George Payton's baby, he's in full control, and he's going to do everything he can to make the Broncos contenders again. As your football priests, part of our job, part of our responsibility is to help you, uh, you know, get things off your chest, exercise the demons, if you will. And so we want to hear your thoughts on this entire issue with Vaughn, the bitter, the sweet, the anger. I know I even seen some comments of people that were like joyfully triumphant that Vaughn got traded. I'm talking about Broncos fans. And I think it's just that segment of, of Broncos fans. that's just like so caught up in the negativity. They're just like, yes, more, more to add to the, to the wave, whatever is going to spark fans so much that it, guarantees change i'm for it and if it takes vaughn getting traded for fans to kind of wake up and go to heck with what's going on right now that kind of mentality but first let's let's grab some super chats as we see what's on your mind help you exercise those demons max power cross the pond good to see you max thanks for being with us my friend and for the super he says maybe it's just me but i'm not too sad to see vaughn go and george payton got a good haul good job payton i wouldn't mind seeing some more trades before tomorrow and zach before we i serve it back over to you let me just catch up on a couple more that have been waiting patiently got in early christian one of our great supporters down in las vegas enemy territory saying and thank you christian what do you think of carson strong being another possibility as our future franchise q i like him uh i'm not an expert on him quite yet but i do like him um been checking him out a little bit uh have to circle back on that one uh, and then here's Brian Birch early with the super chat. Appreciate that, Brian, saying no comment, just some love. Thank you, buddy. Really do appreciate that. Uh, oops, sorry. Do that again. There you go. Uh, Zach, I'm going to read this one and then serve it right over to you. Here's Josh N. with a very cool profile pic on YouTube. Little Bronco helmet guy. I have a special thing I'll show you guys on Wednesday night, all right, that's similar to this that is way cooler, though. Trust. You'll see. Josh says, we're not winning this year. Let Vaughn go win. Someone will way overpay him next year anyway. That's not us. Look at J.J. Watt. Uh, thumbs up on the second and third rounders. Thanks for everything, Vaughn. Zach? I mean, I'm just trying to catch up on the last couple things. Uh, in terms of Max Power, that's the first time I think I agree with you. We have our differences for sure about Pat Shermer on the Broncos. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Kyle Fuller get dealt. I would take a bag of Doritos. I wouldn't see Kareem Jackson. wouldn't mind seeing him get dealt. I would take a mid-round draft pick and run. I don't think it's going to be a fire sale, but according to, I think it was, actually Fangio said it himself today in his presser that Peyton is actively engaged with several teams right now. This was before the Vaughn deal, so there could be one more um, player up for grabs. I don't think it's Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think it's Melvin Gordon. I don't think it's Tim Patrick. I think your more likely candidates are Kyle Fuller and Kareem Jackson. In terms of Carson Strong, my answer to these questions, we're going to inevitably inevitably get them between now and April. Whoever is the quarterback prospect depends on the head coach of the Broncos. 
So we don't know that answer. We don't know how they're leaning. I like Matt Corral and Malik Willis a lot more than I like Carson Strong, but a lot will depend also on who the Broncos head coach is. And I'm right there with Vaughn in terms of the the sentiment, you know, thanks for everything, but I'm going to take the second and the third. It's good value. Get his contract off the books. And what he said today, he was being driven away from Dove Valley for the final time. I think it was Troy Rank who caught up to him and asked him about his memories. He goes, we'll always have Super Bowl 50 and it'll always be Broncos country. So he might be stunned and he might be a little uh, perplexed as to the trade, but he knows the memories he built here will last a lifetime. And word to Peyton Manning, he'll be back in uh, Mile High Stadium someday. This is quite poignant, guys. It's a minute-long clip, but I just want you guys to check this out, and then we'll grab this super chat real quick. This is courtesy of Ryan Green, CBS4, uh, or CBS, uh, yeah, CBS4, and Troy Rank. Um, but this is the first part to what Zach is alluding to, in case you missed it. Hey, man. Were you surprised, man? So good to see you. Yeah, I appreciate you, Troy. Thank you for everything. Were you surprised? Oh uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, it's surprising. You know, I love you know, the Denver Broncos. Um, you know, it's just you know, all the everything is just still you know new, and uh, you know, it's hard to you know really put the emotions into words. You know, this is all I know. This, you know, this is all I you know, ever you know, ever knew playing a pro pro sports here with here with the Denver Broncos. I, and I've been here through the ups and the downs. And, you know, it's always tough whenever you whenever you leave, though. But I, I love all my fans. I love Broncos country. Um, when I said Broncos for life, I meant that. And it'll always be on my heart. Got to love that, right? When I said Broncos for life, I meant that. All right? And, you know, he's uh, anyone who's been through a big change, I thought, Zach, you're um, the way you compared it today in that Fan Nation Now hit you did with Claudette, the way you compared it to the sudden change where all of a sudden you're going about your business. You think everything's, you know, kosher. And then your girlfriend breaks up with you or your boyfriend breaks up with you. Right. And then suddenly your entire life gets kind of tipped on its head. And in the immediate aftermath, it's just pure gut reaction. It's just pure emotions rolling, hormones flowing. And you're kind of, you know, punch drunk a little bit before the dust settles a little bit and you start kind of, being able to rationally analyze this thing. That was a, a very, very good um, comparison. I appreciate that. And it, it's true. It's like you, you have such a range of emotions you're processing all at once, and you kind of go through the five stages of grief. And he's not, he's far from acceptance right now from the street. He's still in shock or maybe bordering on anger. Those stages don't always go in order. But it's really sad. This is the only team he's ever known, Chad. It's a decade now in Denver. I mean, they made him, or he, he was allowed to thrive there for what he became. And it's sad. This is the only sad part. His prime was wasted. And you can debate that. You can argue with me on that, anyone out there. But in the last five years, that was the prime. That was 20, age 27 to age 32. That's the prime of Vaughn's life, especially coming off an SB50 MVP award. And they squandered it. They haven't been back to the playoffs since. They had a losing record after losing record. You have a head coach now that was using Von Miller covering wide receivers. I'm pretty sure it's not going to happen in L.A., Chad. So I'm I'm way more happy for Von than I am sad for the Broncos. I, I want him to succeed, and I want him to get that second ring. Odds are he wasn't coming back anyway, guys, right? And you got a second and third round pick. And like Nick talked about in his gut reaction article at milehighhuddle.com, 
there's a good chance that those second and third round picks are going to be late in their respective rounds because this is a team that is likely to go deep into the playoffs, but there's still two premium round picks. And Zach, it's added to the coffers. It's also a recruiting tool for that next head coach. It's like, look, hey, here's our assets that we've stacked up to rebuild you know, this team. Doug, thank you for being patient, buddy. He says, sad to see Vaughn go, but also happy for him. He didn't deserve to get stuck with uh, two crappy coaching staffs. Philia, I feel you. I do. Andrew Baker jumping in with some love on uh, Facebook. One of our great super supporters saying, wasn't the purtiest win, but I'll take it with my 34th trip around the sun today. Wow. You'll always remember 34 because it was the day Von Miller got traded. But man, my boy Von gone wasn't the gift I wanted. Happy for him and the deal, but personally almost cried hearing his gut reaction. We feel you. Look at this. Miachi. Mr. Miyachi in the house. Love it, dude. Across the many ponds, right? Across all the ponds in Tokyo. What's going on, dude? Thank you for being with us. Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is, in fact, a state of being. It's wherever you are. And, you know, Miyachi, Miyachi, you are in the very epicenter of where Terrell Davis's NFL legend as a Bronco began. So props to you, my friend. Thank you. What's the currency called? It looks like the Playboy Bunny logo. I guarantee Scott knows. Yeah, it does. Right. Or, or like Donnie Darko. Remember that show? Like yeah. that that um, bunny, that twisted bunny mask or whatever. All right. Appreciate we have you, so many super chats and so many star comments to get to. It's going to be a great, I don't want to say a long night because that implies like, oh, we got to slog through it. That's not what I mean. But it's going to be, we're probably going to be here past the old 60 minute mark catching up to everybody. But one thing I want to get out of the way wow. real quick is I grab Naj here. A very generous super chat from Najes. Because today ended up being an absolute scatterstorm of news and frantic work that we had to do, we had to put on the shelf just for one more day, as far as Huddle Up podcast streams, uh, the drawing for the jerseys and everything from October. We're going to do it Wednesday night. Things will have settled down by then. We'll be able to breathe, but trust. We want to make sure we do it right. We don't We don't want to have risk anyway, cutting any corners, Make sure everyone gets their fair shot at what is going to be a really cool drawing for that Pat Sertan jersey. And we do have another goal set up, right? It's lesser. I mean, it's 200,000 stars on Facebook for the month of November. We hit that. We'll raffle again. The winner picks a Broncos jersey of his or her choosing. FYI. Naj, love you, bro. He says, tough day, bros. End of an era. What does this do to the locker room? Mm, Good question. Isn't this basically throwing in the towel on the season? Can the team rally to play hard, or will they fall further into the abyss? And at this point, why not start Drew Locke? We need a spark. Excellent, excellent observations and questions. Zach, I think kind of like how Broncos country was sensing something in the air, I bet the the team, the players were as well when they knew, look, Vaughn's healthy-ish. Healthy enough, right? It's the NFL. He's healthy enough, and yet he's in – street clothes on the sideline, they could probably sense something coming down the pike. And the reason I bring this up, Zach, is that what happened? You saw arguably the best performance of Malik Reed's career. You saw Jonathan Cooper continue to show strong signs of being an impact player. And the new guy, Stephen Weatherly, got in there on a sack. So what's your answer for Naj? Well, first of all, Naj, thank you so much. You are uh, every single day a pillar of this community like Vaughn was to the Broncos. 
I think those in the locker room, especially those who've been around, realize it's a business, the NFL. And it's it's whether it was TJ Warchad or Demarius Thomas or Aqib Tlaib, the Broncos have made these business moves, just not to this magnitude with this kind of player, but that's what it comes down to. Uh, in terms of giving up on the season, I wouldn't go that far, though I will acknowledge this is Peyton realizing this ain't it. It's not about 2021. It's a lame duck coaching staff. The Broncos are barely getting by, barely beating a bad Washington football team. And I think Peyton knows, get to 2022, I'll have my own quarterback that I get to handpick, my own coaching staff I get to handpick, and now I'm flush with capital to make the moves that I want. So you mentioned the term long game. I think that's exactly what it is. And George Peyton, like he always has done since he took the job in January, is playing 4D chess seeing three and four moves down the road. So I wouldn't say it's waving the white flag, but I think it's acknowledging, even subtly, we're on a 2022. Thank you, Naj. Corey H. jumping in as well. Appreciate you, bro. He says, I hate to be right, but this is what I called for yesterday. However, we can't overlook Peyton. Also, putting us uh, in this position where the season is mostly lost. The GM for the Rams added Stafford and now Miller. What did we add? You got you're missing a crucial component here, bro. No no offense, all right? Neither one of those guys, well, let's put it this way. The GM A is not in year 1 in LA, less need, he's a veteran. And so is so is Peyton, but he's not a veteran GM. Two, he was not saddled with Jeff right. Fisher this right. year. And and basically asked to make do, give it the old college try. So, you're missing the forest for the trees on that one, my bro. Thank you for the super. You know what the sad part is? I would take Jeff Fisher over Vic Fangio. At least he went, what was it, 8-8, eight and 7-9? Eight, That's more than Fangio can say in recent years. Um, I, I, it's not comparable to me. I mean, the Rams are making their own moves, and they're in a championship window. The Broncos were never in that window. They wanted to just get back to relevancy. They wanted to have a winning record, maybe a playoff berth. The Rams were thinking differently, and they're making moves to reflect that. Um, I don't understand the blame that George Payton is getting. I mean, he's done everything he could this offseason to stack the deck in Vic Fangio's favor, down to getting him his defender in the draft in Patrick Sertan, down to getting his type of quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, down to giving Fangio the autonomy to make that decision to name Teddy Bridgewater the starter. I don't put any of this season, or very, very, very small percentage of the Broncos' problems are on George Payton. It's mostly on the players and... Um, the, the coaching staff obviously squandering the players and the talent that they have. Base Gase, what's going on, buddy? And if you guys see me looking over here, I'm trying to figure out how to make sure our stream is hitting Twitter, but it's not to be, I don't think, this evening. Base Gase says, side point, did you see KJ Hamler retweet a tweet calling for yeah. Fangio and Shermer to be fired? Zach, I didn't see this, and if true, it uh, is worthy of a, a story at milehighhuddle.com, I think. Well, we were. I think you and I were both tagged on it yesterday, but a lot of stuff comes in on game days and all the, the gut reaction tweeting that takes place. I did see that it wasn't really KJ Hamler's Twitter account. It could have been a fake. It could have been a dupe, something like that. But uh, the players aren't stupid. They're people, too. They're human beings, too. They don't like being in a losing locker room. They don't like playing for a coach that condones playing not to lose and has no energy, no passion, no fire. It wouldn't surprise me if it was true, but I can't verify right now that it really was KJ Hamler. Man, this uh, this Twitter thing's throwing me for a loop, so I'm gonna stop looking at it. Brandon Harden, what's good, buddy? Bama Broncos. He says it has its 
It has been set. The Bama Broncos are in rebuilding the Broncos. Um, well, FYI, my dog, you're going you're gonna to ruffle some feathers calling them the Bama Broncos, but nevertheless, we get what you're saying. They're, they're, this marks the – it's a harbinger, let me put it that way, of some massive changes to come. And In fact, today, Zach, I thought it was interesting. Now, Vic Fangio, you know, they, they scheduled his presser very savvily, definitely knew what they were doing, right? They scheduled it around when they knew the Vaughn stuff was going to break. And when he was asked about his relationship with George Payton, he said, couldn't be better. Did that ring hollow to you? What else is he going to say? I was texting. I think we both were on Twitter, but what else was he going to say? Oh, I have a terrible relationship. I'm being iced out of the decision-making process. George Payton doesn't like me. I'm taking my ball and going home. Of course he's going to say that. Vic Fangio is the most vanilla... Uh, coach speak cliche platitudal man you'll ever see behind a podium in Dove Valley. He's not going to say anything different than that. They also scheduled the presser chat. Notice before Vaughn was actually traded, not after that. So it was all kind of preordained. But Bama Broncos, you're going to catch some heat as well for saying the Broncos are entering a rebuild. Because I said the same thing on Twitter and I was called out for it. A rebuild doesn't have to mean you tear down the entire thing and start over with nuts and bolts. But when you have... You trade away a franchise player. You're going to have a new starting quarterback. You're probably going to have a new coaching staff. That, to me, qualifies under the term of rebuild. And that's what the Broncos are entering maybe a couple years too late. Here's a newer name. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you for that support, my friend. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter. Thomas says, this day weighs heavy on my heart. I cried tears when the update came on my phone today. I understand why it happened, but it still hurts. Appreciate everything you guys do. Nothing but love here. Thank you, brother. Uh, no kidding. All right. Like, imagine, and some of you have been in this situation where you're you have to tell someone you know or care about like some shocking or some bad news. Um, I had to be the the guy delivering that today to my brother Derek. I said, "Hey, dude." I walked up to him when I saw him, and I was like. He, he was busy doing some stuff and he had some headphones on and stuff. He was like some busy stuff in the yard or whatever. And I go, Hey dude, Von Miller traded. And he went, what? And you could just see shock loss wash over him. And so we know what you, we know how you're feeling, dude. All right. We do Travis. What's good, buddy. Thank you. He says, I'm sad to see Von go understanding that it is a business, but I thought we could have gotten more better to, then two uh, day two picks, having to pay nine of his $9.7 million, what remains of his salary. Sorry, just my take. Like you mentioned, I have pieced together either this is the beginning of the rebuild or we're going after Rodgers or Wilson. I don't know, man. Like, again, you got to remember, if this isn't Vaughn 2016 where you're getting two first-round picks or something out of this guy. This is age 32 Vaughn. And another great point, Zach, that you made on the Fan Nation now sit down with Claudette was – he missed all of last season. You know, it's not like he's age 32 and had, has been in perfect health uh, since hoisting the Lombardi trophy. You know, he suffered a, an injury that cost him uh, one game in 2019 and then lo lost all of 2020. Then he misses half of Cleveland. They probably could have gone yesterday, but they chose to hold him out. What I'm getting at here is Father Time is undefeated, it catches up to everybody. There is nobody at age 32, an edge rusher, defensive player, period, 
that's going to garner much more than that in a trade, whether it's eight-time Pro Bowler Von Miller, all-time leading sack guy of the Denver Broncos or not. He's also in a walk year, though. I think that's a point that most people are forgetting. The Broncos were going to lose him for nothing. He was never going to come back to Denver. And Travis, if you want to rationalize it one way, again, what Albert Breer said was, think of it, they traded Vaughn for a second-round pick, and they bought a third-round pick. It's, it's, And I see a comment there. I think it was Klee. It's true. It's not our money. It's the Broncos' money, and they have plenty of it right now. They're flush with cap space. I think it's a good deal business-wise, honestly. I really do. We have the Duchess jumping in with a very, very generous super chat, as is her want, and she's getting up there right at the top to kick off November. Will it, we're, Guys, seriously, forgive us that we can't do the drawing tonight, that we couldn't do the drawing tonight. We will do it Wednesday, but Michaela, she could end up being the drawing winner from last month, and she's already in the lead for November. She says, thank you, Michaela. Love you. I'm happy for Vaughn getting away from this you-know-what show, this ish show. Got decent compensation. Me, I'm tired of saying it. We'll be better next year and getting the same poo. Let me me reemphasize that. I'm tired of saying it will be better next year and getting the same poo. It has been poo. And, Zach, I'm kind of with you in that when you saw George Payton kind of act – decisively to trade in a, in the let's face it it's going to be in the face of some pretty serious blowback the general low information bronco fan and i'm not talking about anybody that's in this stream right now because you're here because you stay on top of what's happening with your team on the day-to-day but people like my dad as an example who they don't read the articles they're not listening to the pressers they're not following the podcast you know they're guys that turn on and watch the game on sunday or they go to the game And it starts and ends there because for whatever reason, you know, they're kind of more surface fans, but they're still fans. And they're the majority of the fan base. Those people are going to be up in arms. And Peyton did that knowing it was going to happen, Zach. My point being, it implies that he has the intestinal fortitude to make the tough decisions. Got to believe that some tough ones are probably coming in the very near future relative to Vic Fangio. I'm right there with Michaela. It's a point that I made last week, I think it was. I'm so tired of it being before Halloween. I I said this at the time, and we're already talking about the draft. We're talking about quarterbacks, and we're talking about draft positioning. It's, It's the same thing every year. Every year is Groundhog's Day in Denver, and it gets old after a while. Seeing the same movie and seeing the same ending year in and year out, we have to hope, though, that after one year, and it was always kind of like a get-by year for George Payton, saddled with the coaching staff, saddled with the quarterbacks, everything was incumbency. But now that we're out of that way, almost, we're going to finally get back or to the, the, the real nuts and bolts of what George Payton is going to do in Denver. All we have to do and all we can do is hope it's going to be different than every year since 2016. Let's grab Lawrence Rivera on Facebook. You the man. Appreciate you, brother. He says, how good is this draft class? Is it even good enough to be loading up on picks four? It depends on what you're after. There is just like any draft class, all right? It has its deep positions, and it has its not-so-deep positions. If, let's say, the Broncos end up um, either signing a quarterback, whether it's, you know, I don't know, pick a pick a free agent veteran or trying to acquire a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or whatever, if they want to replace Von Miller with this draft class coming up, they have a heck of a chance to do it. 
most of you, I think, caught the article from Eric Trickle on uh, just two, three days ago, October 28th, where he went through the six top six edge rushers in this class. And suffice to say, I mean, for edge, Zach, there are some studs in this class. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. You've got, uh, I'm just listing his six, George Karlaftis. I have a hard time pronouncing that one. George Karlaftis from Purdue. Uh, you've got Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. You've got Drake Jackson from USC. Um, Jay Sanders, Jay, Jay, right? Sanders from Cincinnati. And Zach Harrison, Ohio State. I mean, that's just the top six. So if you need edge rusher help, and the Broncos do, let's face it. I mean, even if they had Von Miller next year, which, you know, they they never were going to have Von next year, but even if they could plan on that, you, you don't know what you have in Bradley Chubb. Is he going to be on the field? Isn't he? Malik Reed, we'll see if he can kind of ride that wave, but he's been mostly a surface-level, replacement-level um, depth edge rusher, at least this season, all right? Up-and-comer and Jonathan Cooper – you need edge help. And so my short answer, yes. This this draft class has some talent, just depends on the position. Well, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, he could be the number one overall pick. I don't think the Broncos are going to be in range for him. And it could be a position where they target. I, I don't see, this is my personal opinion, I might be alone on this hill, I don't see George Payton making a play for Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson. I don't see any more Band-Aids. I think he gave it one more go-round. And it didn't work out with Teddy. I think the right way of doing it, you can debate the merits of the quarterback class and how good they are, but the right way of going about it is taking a chance on your guy and developing that guy into the long-term option. That's where I think George Payton's going to go in round one. The drummer extraordinaire of the metal band from Seattle, uh, Sorsha. Hey, shout out to Sorsha. Melton Faces up in the uh, Pacific Northwest. Jumping in. Good to see you, buddy. Longtime Super Chat superstar here at MHH. He says, I can't wait to see Vic and Pat Shermer go. It is very hard to like them. Gonna miss you, 58. You will always be a Bronco. Go get another ring this year. Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, that's one thing, guys, that you can absolutely rest assured of, regardless of how his NFL story concludes, whether you know it's like a DeMarcus Ware type situation where he goes somewhere, plays two, three more years, gets a ring similar to what Neil Smith did back when he defected from Kansas City uh, to uh, to the Broncos. Either way, this dude is, when he hangs up his cleats, Zach, and he retires, he'll probably come back and sign a one-day contract, right, retire as a Bronco, even if he doesn't do that. Guys, he's going to be a Bronco. He is a Bronco for life. He'll be in the ring of fame. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. All of his stats, depending on exactly how his uh, remaining NFL career plays out, all of his highlights and stuff that they're going to show in his Hall of Fame induction and all that stuff when it comes, it's going to be Broncos. It's going to be the Peyton run. It's going to be Super Bowl 50. It's going to be the big impact plays he made for this team throughout his career. And look, it's the odds tell us he's not going to go win another Super Bowl like DeMarcus Ware did. It's very few and far between that that happens. So rest assured. I can even see Vaughn coming back for a one-year or maybe even one-day contract and retiring as a Bronco. I mean, I can even see him coming back as a coach, coaching linebackers with the Broncos. He's, he is Denver through and through. He's bleeding orange and blue for the rest of his life. But it's a business. And if you're a true Vaughn fan, you want to see him be happy and prosper, and he's going to prosper a lot more in L.A. than he would have in Denver this season. 
Guys, I gotta throw some information out to you real quick, and then we're gonna we'll grab uh, Kayaka here. Uh, flippant, the whole Teddy thing, the Lock versus Teddy. You gotta you gotta chill, dude. All right, you gotta cool it. It's becoming just ridiculous and divisive. It's like it's you're just spamming the chat. All right, if you have a point to make, make the point, and then let it go. All right, we don't need to have our moderators, whether it's um, Scott or Dylan putting you in timeout every freaking five minutes, all right? And you know we love you. You've been with us a long time, dude. Chill. Uh, Kayaka, what's going on, buddy? He says, I called it as well as Vaughn donning his A&M number 40. I did, in fact, shed tears when Vaughn did on his way out. GM George Payton is doing a hell of a job. Pundits were saying he'd get a fourth-round pick for Vaughn. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of fans, like especially the plugged-in, dedicated, hardcore fans of the Denver Broncos, the very self-same people that are in this stream night after night, there was probably a moment or two, even if you weren't overcome per se, there was at least a moment, whether it's when the news first hit you or watching that video we watched together from Ryan Green of CBS4, where emotions were were high, right? And the nerve was ex- you know, exposed to the air. and So we don't blame you. Strong men also cry. Big Lebowski, right? Strong men also cry, as do strong women. I mean, you mentioned the point about your brother and his reaction, Chad. I I called my mom earlier today, and I told her about the Von Miller trade, and she's not what you call a Broncos expert or a Broncos super fan. She's kind of invested because I've been covering the team. When I told her Von was traded, she said, what? I mean, she couldn't (laughs) believe it. I mean, that's that's the, the gravity, the enormity of that move. Um, I'm right there. I- I'm not going to lie, though, Kayaka. I also said a fourth-round pick. I did not think the Broncos would get a two and a three, even though they're eating his salary for the season. From a business perspective, it's a great move by George Payton. No two ways about it. Lawrence, what's good, buddy? Jumping in to throw up a super chat to say the stars weren't working on Facebook, so here I am. Uh, should we even be stacking up for this draft? Seems like a weak class. My heart hurts for Philip Lindsay and now Vaughn. Um, thank you, dude. Appreciate you going the long way to make sure you're supporting the cause here at MHH, helping to keep the lights on, my friend. means a lot. This is true. But again, I got to remind everybody, you know, it's not stacking up to be a very impressive quarterback class. Time will tell. There's still a lot of row left to hoe on that topic, by the way. A lot can change between now and draft day. But there's plenty of talent. I mean, if you are dying, as the Broncos are, for – a franchise quarterback and you're obviously angling to take one in the draft, which it's possible. It's probable, but it's not George Payton's not telegraphing that that is his plan in 2022. But unless you are one of those teams, you know, you might have a a few misgivings with what you're faced with, but by the time it all comes to fruition, Zach and a quarterback, there'll probably be at least three quarterbacks drafted in the first round next, next year, next fall or next spring. And, hey, as long as it goes to the right coach, like when the Broncos hire their coach, Zach, and it's let's just continue to hope and pray that when that time comes, it's one of the bright offensive minds in the league. Please. They get to pick their guy from that list of contenders who, are, if, if they're able to do that and then mold them through their scheme from day one, you know, then you guys can have something to really look forward to. Like I would not start writing off already the future because you're being told the 2022 draft class at quarterback is weak. I, I, 
you know, how many people, how many of you guys out there were Zach Wilson fans this time last year, Trey Lance fans this time last year? These quarterbacks rise up the draft board and they put good film out. They have good pregame or pre-draft workouts. They have a good pre-draft process and suddenly they're first-round options. And the Broncos, they, you know, beggars can't be choosers. It's either you go for Rodgers or Wilson or you draft your young quarterback. And I think given those two scenarios... The GM that George Payton is, that's why he's stacking the draft picks now, is going to do it the right way. And in the NFL, not acquiring somebody else's leftovers or somebody another quarterback another team doesn't want, the Payton-Manning scenario is increasingly and exceedingly rare. Where get a quarterback either as a free agent or in a trade and have and go on with, with success with them. They're going to draft a quarterback, build him up, and do it the right way. Adan Moreno, what's going on, Adan? Uh, appreciate that. That's a newer name on Super Chat. Uh, as far as I know, unless you've changed your handle, I can't see your profile pic right now because the chat jumped you, so we're pulling it from the back end, but appreciate the support either way. He says, super bummed about Vaughn. I got tickets to go see him in action for the Dallas game. Oh, bummer. We knew it was inevitable that he was on his way out, but was hoping to see him once live. Yeah, man, if you weren't able to, anyone listening, including you, Adon, if you weren't able to catch Vaughn in the flesh in the orange and blue, I really do feel for you. That sucks. But, hey, you know, there's uh, this too shall pass. There's more to come. I mean, Broncos are in a situation now where you get out of the 2021 season, Zach, and you can start not, I wouldn't say, you know, writing your own checks, so to speak. But you can, if you're George Payton, you can really start forging your vision instead of trying to make the most of a bastardized Frankenstein here. Partly my vision, partly John's vision, partly Vic's vision. You know, you get to build it from the ground up starting January, whatever, you know, Black Monday is. Well, I mean, Adon, there's still a chance you can see him this season if the Broncos play the Rams in the Super Bowl. I can't even say it with a straight face. It's, it's unfortunate. Uh, you, you, all you got to do, though, is just root for him in, with the Rams right now and uh, and hope that he goes on to achieve success. It's a bummer in that scenario, but for Vaughn, it's a good position for him to be in. Tyler, another newer name. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. He says, Vaughn just left his 10-minute speech saying goodbye. It made me actually tear up a little. First time sending here. Hey, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. We feel you. We do. Trust. Um, we got one also here from Clay Clado. What's up, buddy? Remember when Jeff Fisher got fired? Then the Rams hired Sean McVay. History might repeat itself if we hire Kellen Moore, my number one head coach. Uh, Zach, how old is Moore? 32, 33. He's super young. So McVay would still have him be in as far as being the youngest hired head coach of all time. Well, wait, what's Brandon Staley now? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to check this. Kellen's 33. I'm going to check Brandon Staley. I don't recall now if he broke. In other words, he's half the age of Vic Fangio. Oh, Staley's 38. He's a freaking gray beard now, right? I'm just kidding. But nevertheless, yeah, man. Yeah, maybe George is picking up what you're putting down. Ivan, down in Mexico, appreciate that again, dude. Seriously, thank you so much, buddy. Broncos country, hashtag state of being. Uh, Actually, I think it's Ivan. Is it Ivan? Is that how you would say it down there? I'm not sure, but either way, love you. Anyone watch the Dallas game last night? Uh, Spoiler alert, they didn't have Dak Prescott. They went on the road in a primetime game starting Cooper Rush in his first NFL regular season start, he throws the game-winning touchdown. 
That is a product of excellent coaching. Would that have happened with Pat Shermer, Vic Fangio? Not a chance at all. Kellen Moore is the answer. I would write a blank check to make that happen. Charms, what's good, buddy? He says, I'm very sad about Vaughn, but we did right by him, and I have hope we packaged picks and throw in the coaching staff for a Russ Wilson or Aaron Rodgers pickup, and then Vaughn decides to come back. Yeah, I saw – I can't remember who it was. I part, Forgive me, but I was added on Twitter about, you know, here's my theory is Vaughn goes and, you know, plays for the Rams. Shane. And, Shane and Daniels. That, yeah, it was Shane. Thank you. Comes back and signs with the Broncos next year for, like, a team-friendly deal. I love it. It's, it's not going to happen. Travis Weber says, I'm thankful for Vaughn. Uh, for what he has done in Denver on and off the field, a definite pillar of the community. Thank you, Vaughn. And while we're on that topic real quick, Zach, I want to just shout out our star senders tonight who have been rocking it hard. And by the way, Travis, still loving that profile pick, my brother. Rando at the very top up in the Great White North, Alaska. Travis Weber, Morgan Henry, Michael Ronquillo. What's up? Doug Raquel, Cameron Wadman, Lawrence Rivera, Shane Daniels. The Aviator himself, Andrew Baker, Colby C. Collier, Yvonne, Charlie Young, Travis Tarbox, Last Eagle, George Fox. Love it. Appreciate you guys. I don't uh, mean to put you on blast, JJ, but I could not think of a more uninspiring, vomit-inducing combination than Clint Kubiak and Kirk Cousins. Some hard people, pass. Look, I've, I've kind of went from being hard no on even the topic of Kubiak Jr. coming in. Uh, I'm still a hard no for the most part, but my mind's a little bit more opened talking to a few people around the league about kind of how he's perceived. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think George Payton on who's the guy that's going to solve all our problems after the VJ experiment failed and the Vangio experiment failed. Let, yeah, let's go with Gary's younger son. No, 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 no. I think he's going to go with someone that's a lot more bona fide. And even a guy like Kellen Moore who you say, well, hey, what has he done as far as winning in the league? What did Sean McVay do to win in the world? Right. Nothing. Nothing. What did Zach Taylor do? I mean, he – I'm trying to think now. Was he hired before McVay got to the Super Bowl and lost? I think so. Either way, Kellen Moore, it's about what are you doing today in the league. Kellen Moore, Brian Dayball, um, what's the dude's name? Greg Roman. Thank you. That was the, the dude I'm, I'm thinking of. So there's some some great options. Mo Henry, what's going on, buddy? Thank you for that super chat. We'll keep an eye out for any of your actual comments, topics. Uh, Bobby Digital, what's going on? Cool name. Chad Adel Analog here. All right, what's, go what's good? He says, if the Broncos <laughs> can get a coach next season that can develop Locke, that second and third pick could go somewhere else. There's always the distinct but extremely less likely possibility, Zach, that a coach comes in and says, no, I want to reclaim Drew Locke. I want to make him my guy. Very unlikely because, unfortunately, Locke's been through the ringer, yeah. and he's going to be viewed, I think, by whatever coach comes in as damaged goods. Yes. And they, they want a clean slate. Yes. You know, we always get on the Broncos for saddling George Payton with the coaching staff. Well, the same would be true if the new head coach was saddled with not his pick at quarterback, and Drew Locke wouldn't be his pick. I don't think any even his mom would, would pick him at this point to be the Broncos' long-term quarterback. I think his future in Denver is done. I hope for Drew that he goes on to um, have success in the NFL with, in a better system, but in Denver, that ship has sailed. All right, Zach, I'm going to do a, some rapid fire on catching up with some Super Chat superstars. We'll read Tyler off the screen, 
But uh, Scott, I just noticed a few that are way, way back that I'm going to grab real quick and just and just read their comment or question. Uh, Tyler, appreciate you, buddy. I want Denver to get Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. What's that from? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Let's go. Mm. I loved how he coached Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. I think he could really help our team. Zach, as I look on the back end, your thoughts for Tyler on Lincoln Riley. Uh, it's college coaching, NFL coaching, two different animals. In the NFL, Kyler Murray has Cliff Kingsbury, and Baker Mayfield has Kevin Stefanski. Uh, I, I would like those two coaches. I'm not sold on Lincoln Riley. He's on the Urban Meyer spectrum for me, where a great college coach, not really cut out for the NFL. Same for Nick Saban with his Miami disaster. I, I think he's going to remain in college. Being a big fish in a smaller pond, I want a tested NFL guy. Whether it's any of the three that we named, just get me someone that's bona fide in the NFL. Scott put it in perspective for me perfectly. I think it was last week when he said that, you know, those college coaches, the reason why you got to beware that come from these uber successful college programs is because they're used, I mean, it's easy to beat your opponent when you're literally out talenting everybody. When your recruiting class is number one in your conference, uh, it's like taking candy from a baby with very few exceptions. Um, all right, here's Bryce mindset. It was great to connect with you officially on Twitter, by the way, yesterday, Bryce he says, I'm seeing so many uh, George Payton hate posts around the internet and I just don't get it. I thought we got great value for an aging, declining Vaughn Miller. Zach, that kind of speaks to what I was saying that the surface fans and a lot of them, you know, um, people like uh, my old man who, they'll see a meme on Facebook and just reshare it, right? They, if it strikes that emotional chord, they'll just hit share, not really even thinking about it. That's why you see that stuff get spun around. Now, I think a lot of Broncos fans, even those who are not completely crucifying George Payton in their hearts, some are still harboring a little animosity, Zach, for trading away the one guy everyone felt like they could count on still. In the Broncos, um, on the Broncos roster, but still you got to keep that in perspective, knowing he was gone after this year. Anyway, it was going to happen. There's three moves. I don't get the George Payton criticism or the hate. I think he's done a really, really bang up job. And this trade gets an a, a minus for me personally. There's three moves though, that people are railing against Payton for to letting Philip Lindsay walk, not drafting future hall of famer, Justin Fields, according to some people and now getting rid of Von Miller. But if you look at those moves in a vacuum, they're all, business decisions that were made with the best intentions of the Broncos in mind. The Philip Lindsay thing stung for the both of us, Chad, but it would turn out to be the right move if they would have utilized Mike Boone in that capacity. So that epitomizes the problem in Denver right now. It's not George Payton. It's the coaching, number one. Lawrence says, it feels like McDaniels uh, came and ruined our team 2.0. I mean, are we talking about Vic? I feel you, though. I feel you. It's that kind of punch drunk. David Ellsbury, catching up on a few. We'll grab David, Mr. Stewmeat. First, David Ellsbury. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, who is, this is a good question, Zach, who is the face of the Broncos now? Who's our pillar player now? The fan favorite. I'm sad that Drew Locke isn't getting a real chance, and now Vaughn being gone. It really sucks. My answer, Zach, and then I'll serve it over to you. Who is the face of the Broncos now? From a player perspective, it's probably... Justin Simmons. That's like the guy with the most juice that not only does the most on the field, but, you know, his off the field stuff is commensurate with that. 
some accolades. I mean, how many Pro Bowls of this team's total number of Pro Bowls walked out the door with that trade, Zach? I mean, you've got – I'm going to list it real quick. Who's been to a Pro Bowl for the Denver Broncos? Or even been to a Pro Bowl before they were Bronco, but are a Bronco now. Justin Simmons, Pro Bowler. Uh, Garrett Bowles, an All-Pro. Second team, anyway. Melvin Gordon's been to the Pro Bowl. Cortland Sutton's been to the Pro Bowl. All right. There, there's where it starts and ends on offense. On defense, uh, I already mentioned Simmons. Kyle Fuller's been an all-pro and a pro bowler. I don't think Ronald Darby has. In fact, I know he hasn't. That's it, dude. Right? What? Who am I missing? Am Did I missing Chubb anybody? get it in 2018 or no? Oh, that's right, Chubb. But he's on IR. So Chubb, you're right. Chubb's the only other guy. I mean, that's ugh, that's kind of a uh, an alarming thought. I mean, literally, this is the face of the Broncos right here. That's right. That's the face of the Broncos, literally. But when you think about it, I think the face of the Broncos, as they showed in the Cleveland game, Chad, when the camera panned up, not to George Payton's box, but to John Elway's box. I think that's the most recognizable Bronco still in the building, and he's not even a player. So, yeah, getting rid of Vaughn, they don't really have a face. They don't have a leader. The quarterback is supposed to be the leader. That's Teddy Bridgewater. The head coach is supposed to be a leader. That's Vic Fangio. They way, are, Teddy, Teddy went to a pro my bad. They are a rudderless ship completely, just drifting out in sea. Doug Raquel says, and thank you for the stars, brother. I will miss Vaughn. Denver Broncos for live. Take care, priests. We shall. You take care as well. You take care as well. Paul 826 in the hizzy. Good to see you, Paul. Longtime listener. Supports all the podcasts. Really love you, buddy. He says, I'm just glad we have a GM that doesn't think we are one player away. Uh, Shtick, we heard for the last five years. Props to Peyton for long-term vision. That's, That's a good a, point. Good point, yep. You know, how many times have I said this on the podcast, that the Broncos fooled themselves into thinking, that they were one middle-of-the-road quarterback away from winning it all again. And that's really been the mantra. Uh, George Payton is not uh, drinking that Kool-Aid. He put down, when the crack pipe came to him, he passed and uh, let everyone else kind of, you know, get geeked up. Adon, again, appreciate you, buddy. I guess the positive for the Dallas game is to have a glance at Kellen Moore, a Kellen Moore-led offense. Hopefully, yeah. our future coach. Yes, not indeed. not going to be a pretty game. You got Dak coming back. You got Michael Gallup coming back. Amari Cooper caught the game-winning touchdown. They have C.D. Lamb. They have Ezekiel Elliott. They have Tony Pollard. I, unless the Broncos hang 30, 35 points, it's not going to be a pretty end result for your boys in blue and orange. Uh, before we grab Zachary, let me just catch up on these. Mr. Stu Meat, appreciate you, buddy. He says, I like the trade. Vaughn has a chance to contend. Let's start rebuilding and trust our GM. No doubt it's a tearjerker, though. New coaching staff incoming. Yes, indeed. Mark from Georgia, the God King himself. Appreciate you, bro. He says, what's up, my guys? A sad day in Broncos country, but as always, business is business. And as always, go Broncos. And then he hashtags some Vonster stuff. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you, buddy. David Sixta says, and welcome, David. Thank you. Another new name. He says, unfortunate but necessary to trade Von Miller. Kudos to Peyton for great value received. Now it's time to fire Vic in the OC and start Drew Locke. MHH and Denver Broncos for life. Much love, Priest. Hey, David. Appreciate that, brother. Connect on Twitter, okay? Um, let me see. I think that catches me up on the back end for now. So, that being said, Zachary Miller. What's going on, Zachary? 
Great name. Another newer name. I don't recall this particular Zachary. We have a few community mavens named Zach, different spellings and whatnot. So welcome, buddy. He says, I'm hearing rumors of Teddy to the Saints and Gordon to the Titans. Any truth here? Any other trades you two anticipate, Zach? I think Adrian Peterson, he of 59 years of age, just signed with the Titans because they lost Derrick Henry. By the way, RIP my fantasy team that had Derrick Henry. I don't see Teddy to the Saints. They have Trevor Simeon now, by the way, the new franchise quarterback in New Orleans. It'd be sooner. There was a report that came out, Chad, that the Broncos are not going to trade players whom Fangio values. So you can uh-huh. take that to mean what you know what it means about Von Miller, but I think judging by that criteria, they would sooner trade Drew Locke than they would Teddy Bridgewater. As long as Fangio is employed by the Broncos and Pat Shermer for that matter, Teddy is going nowhere. I don't see Melvin Gordon going anywhere. The only two I can see that are realistic are Kyle Fuller and maybe Kareem Jackson. Yeah, and as far as something coming from outside the team, um you know, hopefully, I shouldn't say hopefully. It wouldn't surprise me to see him make a QB move, but at the same time, why would you when you've got Drew Locke? Again, guys, people talk about Drew Locke like he belongs in the dustbin of history, but you have still a very young and talented quarterback who's shown you throughout his first two years that he's raw and still very much, you know, in chrysalis, um, waiting in the wings. So at any point, you can put in a healthy explosive Drew Locke. You might pay the price at times with some of his inexperience relative to Teddy, um, you know, as far as game manager versus game manager. But when you have a solid backup option, I don't see the sense in going out and trading anything to acquire a quarterback. And I've gotten many questions on that front today. Zach, real quick, rip tie. Thank you for that super chat. Brandon Harden wants to know, is trading Vaughn, does that make him still eligible to go into the Broncos ring of fame? Yes, absolutely, bro. It absolutely does. And he will be. Has nothing to do if if look, was uh was Mike Shanahan a Bronco when he was elected to the Ring of Fame? No. Was Peyton Manning a Bronco when he No, that has nothing to do. Do are they still a Bronco? Obviously, they have to be out of the league for several years. In fact, I don't know if the Ring of Fame Act goes by the same requirements as the Hall now off the top of my head, but um it's all done by election. The team gets together and votes who's going to be in the ring of fame. And so when Vaughn's day comes and he hangs up his cleats and he retires, it'll only be a couple, two, three, four short years later, he'll he'll be in the ring. Travis Weber, I'm feeling the future is bright with Patrick Sertan on defense and Javante Williams on offense. Let's go get our coach and our QB. Let's go Broncos. Dude, Pat Sertan, this kid just continues to impress me like crazy. And to see him go and look, you know, Ron Darby's not chopped liver. Neither is Kyle Fuller, even though it's looking like his, you know, his his best days are way in the in the rearview mirror. But for him to step onto this roster and day one be the best corner, I mean, that is such a positive harbinger for what the future has uh, for this team and for PS2. It's kind of funny, though, all these cornerbacks. Ronald Darby, Chad, is a little too much of a liability, a little too much like an A.J. Boye for me to kind of get on that bandwagon. It's funny that he steps in as a rookie, and he's better than seasoned veterans, despite 
You can argue the coaching deficiencies there. There's a lot of talented pieces. Javante Williams, I mean, the guy is a wrecking ball. He never goes down on first contact. He's always driving the pile forward. They have a lot of foundational bedrock pieces on the roster. That's why it's so maddening. They can't be better than 4-4 four and four right now, even with the injuries. They get a real head coach in the building and an upgraded quarterback. You're going to see the Broncos win a lot of games. I promise you that. All right, here's one that we... Um the chat passed up from Boise man. What's going on, buddy? He says, well, Zach, our fantasy week comes down to Jones versus Booker. Great show, (laughs) fellas. Also, I'm okay on the Vaughn trade, but it's sad because this staff forced the issue. Yeah, I, I saw the giant score, guys. Let me know, was that score on the ground or was that score through the air with Daniel? I was forced, Chad, to start Daniel Jones this week in fantasy because Lamar Jackson's on a bye. Please don't let me down, Daniel. Good game, though, Boise. What's going on, bro? He says, no lifetime contracts. Thanks, Vaughn. We push forward. I love that, dude. We push forward. Call a spade a spade. It is what it is. Onwards and upwards. No crying over spilt milk. But listen, if you're going to cry over the milk being spilt, today's the day to do it. But tomorrow, you wake up, you buck up, you focus on the here and now, you focus on the future and how you can steer the here and now toward a better future. And that's what the Broncos are going to try and do, at least the front office. In the meantime, Zach, you have a very disjointed and askew product on the field that's probably going to get embarrassed in Dallas next week. We'll see. Damian Clark Warren, good to see you, bro. Appreciate you. And uh, we're about out of time, by the way, guys. He says, I'm still in a purgatory after the trade. Can we get the O-line in order? I'm tired of the quarterback talk. It doesn't matter who's back there if they're uh, consistently getting hit uh, or they're on their back. I feel you, but I think it's the other way around. I mean, Peyton Manning, I mean, look at Indy. Yes, he had the mind meld going with Jeff Saturday. But Jeff Saturday, dude, was a no-name, undrafted guy. Uh, Maybe he was drafted. If so, it was late round. I think he was undrafted. Scott, am I right on that? Uh, Either way, Tariq Glenn. Is Tariq Glenn going to Pro Bowls at left tackle for the Colts? If there's any other quarterback besides Peyton Manning or Tom Brady dropping back into that pocket? Look at Denver, Zach. You had Peyton Manning, you had Ryan Clady, less than half the time, healthy and available on that offensive line for most of it, well, for all four of his years in Denver. You did have Luis Vasquez at right guard and a little bit of right tackle down the down the stretch there. But and he went to a Pro Bowl, or pardon me, an all pro. He was named an all pro as a Bronco. But for the most part, that entire offensive line was a who's who of nobodies. The quarterback, you get the quarterback right first, just make sure it's the right guy, and it raises all ships, including the O-line. I agree with what you're saying. I just uh, the, the Colts, I want to give a shout-out to Howard Mudd, the OL coach during the Peyton Manning years, one of the best in NFL history. I think he did a great job. I know you guys get sick of me talking about Dallas, but it, I shudder to think, based on what we've seen, what Randy Gregory and Micah Parsons are going to do to this Broncos offensive line that will be without more than likely Garrett Bowles at left tackle. Calvin Anderson and Bobby Massey versus those two, I feel really bad for Teddy B. I think this is our last one for tonight from Riptie again, number two for this evening. Oh, no, we got more? All right. Appreciate you, buddy. He says, Garrett Bowles and Bryce Callahan injury updates. Vaughn's gone. Let's move on. It hurts, but it is what it is. Like I said, we're not going to move on quite yet. Today is the day to uh, let it marinate, let it hit you, let it wash over you, talk about it, express it, the whole nine yards, all right? 
I'll I'll agree with that sentiment when next you see us on Wednesday. All right, trust. But here's what uh, Fangio said today, by the way, on Bowles and Callahan. Uh, is there an injury update on Garrett Bowles and Bryce Callahan? Vic Fangio, quote, I don't have any yet because of the early time. They did move his, his uh, presser around this morning. So anyway, both Bryce and Garrett are getting the imaging done right now. So I really don't have an update. Zach, have you seen anything on the old Twitter timeline that would offer any additional context? I think Cliss reported that uh, Bowles has a high ankle sprain, and it's not a break. There's no ligament damage, but it sounds like he's going to be out. He'd be hard-pressed to play this week. As tough as Garrett Bowles is, I think he's going to be out, and Calvin Anderson would start at left tackle. And, Chad, I'd be really shocked if Bryce Callahan played. It looked like he tore his ACL. His knee buckled when he came down. I thought it was his foot again, but it was his knee apparently. I mean, he's definitely, at the very least, iffy to play in Week 9. By the way... um, Michaela, thank you so much. Love you. She said, people said Mac Jones wasn't worth it and was going to be a bust. Right now, he's the best of the class, so you never know. I was talking about this very question today, uh, talking with my brother, and uh, my opinion on Mac Jones, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I was wrong last night when you guys were asking about Vaughn. Uh, but I don't think I don't think Mac Jones – let me put it this way. I'm not sure there's another team he could have landed on where he could have succeeded. right. right besides the New England Patriots right. and just the way that organization runs and just the way it's built and the scheme and the coaching and all that stuff. Uh, but Zach, your answer here. And then I want to read a couple things that just came out courtesy of Mike Kliss on the Bronco bosses speaking to the Vaughn trade. I a billion percent agree with you. Uh, Josh McDaniel, say what you want about him as a head coach, but as a coordinator, uh, he's as creative as they come and as good of a coach as you know, is around in the NFL. Uh, that's good coaching. Coaching, coaching, coaching. That's why Mac Jones is uh, succeeding where he didn't think it was possible this year as a rookie. Here is, uh, by the way, on that last question, uh, Mike Kliss, following an MRI this morning, Bowles has a grade two high ankle sprain. Expected to miss this game at Dallas and then take it from there. FYI. Um, okay, he might here, be out through the bye. They have Philly on the bye week, so they right. might hold him out through that. So here's George Payton's comment his statement to nine news on the trade quote, Vaughn and I had a positive, honest conversation this morning about our team, as well as his own future. As I told Vaughn, we wanted to do right, not only for the Broncos, but also for him personally with everything he has meant to this organization. While it's certainly not easy to part ways with a player like Vaughn, this is an opportunity for both our team and for Vaughn as he begins the next chapter of his career. Zach, here is John Elway. Quote, Vaughn was first the first draft pick we made in 2011 at a time when we needed an impact player to turn this team around. There was a lot of pressure on him as the number two overall pick, and he exceeded all of those. Vaughn was always at his best when we needed him the most. Our Super Bowl 50 win and playoff run that year would not have been possible without Vaughn turning in one of the most dominant individual performances of all time. And then last one here from Vic Fangio, quote, George and I had several conversations as this trade got closer, and we're on the same page with this opportunity. In speaking with our captains and the team today, I told them I believe in our players. Our mindset is to move forward together, improve, and win. Close quote. Zach, that strikes me as the comment in a very Freudian way of a coach who was informed, not consulted on the fact that Von Miller's traded. Now go explain it to the team. 
go try and make some hate. Make it make sense to the guys. This is also the same coach that took a shot at Von Miller in his intro press conference, Chad. He said he could be better. I mean, uh, this is Vic Fangio at his finest here. Notice he didn't mention one thing about Von's career. We thank him for all he's done. What a great player. I mean, it's just so Vic Fangio. I noticed Elway didn't mention either when he was cropped out of uh, Von Miller's uh, Instagram poster in that contract squabble. But at least he recognized the player that Von Miller is. God, Vic. Get it together. Uh, by the way, Scott brings up a good point. The Patriots are 4-4. Four and four. Mac Jones is ranked 22 in passing efficiency for what it's worth. They should be 5-3. and three. They should have beaten uh, Tampa Bay. But. Uh, here is the last super chat, and then we got to go. I got to go. I got stuff to do for milehighhuddle.com. Articles are stacking up. Got to get them up. Naj, love you, bro. He says, I think what hurts the most is that with Vaughn, there has always been hope that this nightmare will turn around. With him gone... Who is the face of the franchise, the driver of hope? You don't have one, dude. And that's what—that's one of the things I think Broncos country is uh, mourning today. Um, Michaela also said that we missed a super. Did we? Let me double check that, Zach. You re- you reply to Naj, and I'll double check for Michaela. Well, I'm just thinking it. out loud. Is there one player except for McManus that was around from the no, SB50 years? Just McManus. He's all. That's he's crazy. the last man standing. That's crazy. Five years later, one player remaining. It's the kicker of all people. Naj, 1999 Super. Thank you so, so much. Uh, shot of Naj in your coffee every morning. I think what hurts the most is that with Vaughn, there has always been hope that this nightmare will turn around. With him gone, who is the face of the franchise, the driver of hope? There's no driver on this on this bus. We're, we're, we're speed in the last minutes, you know, trying to get off the bus before it blows up in some airport somewhere. Uh, there's no face of the franchise. There's no owner right now. And there is an outgoing GM, John Elway, you can call him what you want, an outgoing CEO in Joe Ellis. I agree with the comment. I'm not going to take credit for it. The, the face of the franchise isn't on the franchise yet. He's not part <laughs> of the team yet. That's a grim prospect, is it not? All right, guys. And by the way, Michaela, um, here's what I see on the back end looking at the analytics. The one that you mentioned about the uh, the the ish show got that one, and then uh, this one about the uh, Mac Jones. I don't see another one. So if we did miss one, it's not showing up on YouTube, and I promise we'll make it up to you. But guys, that's got to do it for now. Thank you for your patience on the drawing. Um, we're gonna do the drawing for. The Pastor Tan jersey Wednesday night. All right. We're going to do it proper for both Facebook and YouTube. And remember, like we've been saying, we want every tier to feel like they're in the in the in the running for a little something something as a as a kickback uh for supporting what we're doing here at MHH. So we'll also do some drawings to raffle off some MHH swag and it'll be a fun night. All right. So work out the hormones, exercise the demons. Hope we helped you do it. Keep your chin up. This too shall pass. Zach's going to sign us off, but we'll we'll see you Wednesday night. Yes, this was the Huddle Up Pod. Until we see you guys Wednesday, be sure to follow the pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad N. Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. If you haven't already, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get yourself a dad hat, get yourself a football priest hat, get yourself a shirt, coffee cup, hoodie, anything and everything is in that store. Also, Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle. Hit that big blue button. Every single week, three exclusive shows at your fingertips. Kelberman's Corner, Broncos Book Club, and Trickle Zone. Also, Facebook.com slash Pod. 
like that on that page. topic. Sorry, I almost forget. Sorry to run, to cut you off. We because of everything going on with Vaughn today, we had to reschedule Trickle Zone for tomorrow at one p.m. So the Trickle Zone will be for Facebook supporters only tomorrow at one p.m. Mountain Time. There it is. Also. Appreciate you, Travis. Facebook.com slash MyLaHuddlePod. And if you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some aforementioned swag each and every month. But if you can't do any of those things, do these three things that take literally three seconds. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. Helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Keep your chin up, guys we'll, uh, and gals. We'll see you Wednesday night. We'll do the drawing, see where things go. Don't forget, tomorrow as well in the morning, you got Broncos for breakfast again. And then uh, tomorrow night, you got Building the Broncos. So we'll see you Wednesday night. Take care, and as always, guys, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.